Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Red and White Authority. I'm Art Regner. This is episode 89. And uh, a frequent contributor to this uh, podcast is, of course, Lisa McDowell, the Red Wing uh, team dietitian, nutritionist. And uh, let's bring her in as we uh, do our annual holiday show. Uh, because this time of year, people have a tendency to overindulge and then make resolutions that, unfortunately, many of us never keep. So uh, with that said, I want to uh, let you know that the Red and White Authority is presented by Labatt. Hey, Red Wing fans, it's time for hockey. So let's say cheers with Labatt Blue, the official Canadian beer of the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, cheers to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday hockey, hockey all the time. From the first puck drop to the final horn, Labatt Blue is always with with you and your Red Wings. Cheers to the limited edition Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light Detroit Red Wing cans. Sometimes it's a bit of a tongue twister for me, but it's not because I've been drinking Labatt Blue. Uh, I have, but not during the podcast. Uh, So uh, get them while they're cold and remember... That limited edition is limited. Get them why supplies last and always enjoy our premium beer, Labatt Blue, responsibly. So let's bring Lisa in. Wow, Lisa, that was kind of a mouthful. So uh, I, I know that uh, from last year's podcast, your family really, really overindulges in the holidays. Uh, you know, you, you have carrot sticks and then you, <laughs> you play like weird games of physical activity. So it, it's, uh, this is the time of year that I know you live for, but uh, what can you really tell, all kidding aside here, uh, you know, to the audience, because the Red Wings themselves are just human beings as we know. And they have traditions and they look forward to this time as much as anybody. Uh, heck, Joe Hicketts in his blog talked about a uh, Norwegian dish, I think it is, lufa or something, that he fries up and puts butter all over it, yep. which I know can't be all that great. But uh, uh, let's go about, uh, you know, this time of year, certainly people indulge, but in moderation, it's not bad. Right. I And thank you, Art, for inviting me back, and happy holidays to everyone. And uh, for our, our Labatt Blue sponsors, we appreciate the barley and hops and the B vitamins that there we can find in our beer. So looking for the positive with the glass half full of Labatt's. Um, we, we know that our players uh, really look forward to the three-day break uh, with their families to really celebrate the holidays and... Many of them have visitors who are coming in from out of town, and so just a really great opportunity to indulge in the the family favorites that maybe they only get one time a year, right? Yeah, is it is it mostly just the sugar intake that people increase? Is that the thing that they have to watch out for? I mean, I know drinking and alcohol and eggnog and all that yeah. kind of stuff. I mean, there's a whole array of things that people like to take part in this time. But what are some of the things, if you had to say to somebody, hey, look, this is, uh, you know, one less sugar cookie or yeah. you know, one less this, one less that, or is it just moderation in virtually everything you do? Yeah, I, I think um, in, in general, looking at the total number of eating opportunities that we have, um, the, the days may stretch late into the evenings where there is large cookie platters and the pies and the desserts. That, that tends to be a main focus at the holidays. And so really being mindful of how many sugar cookies are going into the mouth. I, I think last year we talked about Dylan's family and his mom makes really great sugar cookies. And uh, again, it's just uh, you don't want to be filling up on that. But certainly I think there is room uh, to really enjoy what the family's contributing to the meal. And plus, when we're talking about Red Wings, we're talking about highly conditioned athletes. Right. Two very well yeah, they're very different than us. Right. So they can, they can pretty much burn this stuff off. I mean, they, they can indulge, and, and they know. I mean, the, let's face it, their bodies are, are their life, yep. pretty much. They it's are. their career. So, it's their career. So, the, so it's a little bit different, yet they're just like us because they have, uh, you know, temptations, too. Yep. Um, I think what I've come to appreciate over the years working with the team and working with um, USA Olympic Hockey, the National Team Development Program, is that these um, elite athletes have such a high-burning engine that they do have that extra room to have 
a, a nice cold beer or um, a, a couple scoops of ice cream. Um, many of them choose not to. Some of them are so incredibly perfect and they're purists. And I think as the guys get older, they're paying even more attention to that. So if you look at like what LeBron James does or Tom Brady, and you know, we see that some of our older guys are already paying attention to that type of uh, recovery and the attention to detail. I think it was Nyquist, Gus Nyquist, who was joking that Croner really never goes off course <laughs> as much as they try. And Gus is one who he likes a little sweet treat. So right. as much as they try, he has a sweet tooth. Yeah, yeah, like Croner just doesn't veer off course. Nicholas, well, you know, maybe that's amazing because we all think what he's able to accomplish because of his his knee situation. Yep. Uh, it probably a lot of that has to do with what what he does watch with his body. And, you know, you and I both have traveled with the team, and yep. I see. I mean, I see it every day, even when they're in Detroit. Yep. But you especially see it on the road. How regimented they are, and how they all once the. Uh, their secret potion drink, which I know you're not going to reveal what they drink after each game. Once that tray is down in the room, mm -hmm. those guys can't get there fast enough to yeah. drink it. Uh, part of just being a professional, right? I mean, they are, yep. they know what to do. They do. And a lot of the decisions that um, you and I have to make each day are already made for them. Right. So it, what's really nice is in the morning when they come down for breakfast on the road, um, they'll have a smoothie, and that smoothie is off the charts. It has so many phytochemicals. It is, you know, thoughtfully chosen to incorporate the ingredients that we know will help fuel the game and then also help with their recovery. So they're taking in um, – so my breakfast – so I'm, I'm smoothie girl, and um, – I would say my superpower in life is figuring out every hotel's blender. Really? <laughs> Whoa. That's Whoa. an interesting superpower. Uh, is right? there one chain that but, has a better blender than the others? Um, the Ritz. <laughs> really? <laughs> they, they stay at the Ritz a lot. I know yeah. that. So uh, I've had to figure out a lot of different blenders um, over, over the years. But what I would say is we, we put in our orders for breakfast and... You know, you can see how how they're fueling and what their macronutrients are for the, for their meal, and what we're trying to do on game day. But then we like to elevate that with a smoothie in the morning, and that has 15 different fruits and vegetables, but mostly vegetables, so they're not getting a blood sugar spike. Now, do you try to, you know, <clears throat> whenever we hear healthy food or, you know, the old uh, uh, cliche yeah. is you see this green concoction yeah. and it's supposed to be great for you, you mm -hmm. know, it's, uh, you know, it's nectar of the gods, so to speak, you know, almost immortality. Uh, so you drink it and it's always, Ugh, this is awful. Um, are you aware of, do you try to make it taste good or is it just say, hey, shut up, fellas, just drink it? I do. And I, I really, I individualize it for the guys. Um, there's a few. Um, one example, Danny DeKaiser, he'll request just turmeric and ginger shots. And that does not taste that, and a little Ugh. bit of cayenne pepper. So that really is not tasty, but it's functional for him. So I'll make him a special shot in the morning and then... If Jimmy is starting in, in net, then uh, he gets a lot of chia seeds because he's such a heavy sweater. So I make yes. him a, a little special. And then, like, Trevor Daly likes a little bit of Manuka honey in his. Wow. So we, we flavor it up. So, yeah, you know, if you look at the superfoods that we're putting in there, typically you'll see things like spirulina and chlorella, turmeric, tart cherry juice, Beet Boost, um, maca, moringa, avocados, and then the, so many berries, um, a, a little bit of uh, the chia seeds, like I said, and then ginger. So we're really looking at how can we set them up um, to have the most amount of energy. So we know that we're only as good as the food that we're putting in our body. So our supply chain really matters. So what we what we choose to eat when we're on the road, when we're here at home, it, it makes a difference. And yeah, like you said, it's fun to watch and observe on the road what those habits are. Um, I think, as you can see, like the sleep is so critical. Right. They, they're guarding their nap. Um, you know, it's, it's close at heart to them that they need to make sure that they get some downtime.
Right, and they don't power nap. I mean, these are naps that are yeah. probably right around two hours or so. Right, right. So, so, you know, sleep, that's the one thing that I think over the years, I mean, I'm not going to exactly tell you who, but, you know, guys used to burn that candle at yeah. both ends. They don't really do that anymore. No, I think that sleep really is a secret weapon in sport. You know, you can eat properly and, and do your training as much as you can and all the other recovery things. But if sleep is missing, you're um, at an increased risk for injury, 68% uh, increase in injury if you're not getting a good night's sleep. And, and we know that the deepest recovery happens when their head is on the pillow and they are asleep. Um, there's so many things that we can do to get a good night's sleep. So I think it's interesting for all of the fans to kind of pay attention to their own sleep because it impacts us so much. It impacts our mood, how much energy we have, and then for elite athletes, how well they play and if they can protect themselves from injury. You know, we've always heard that uh, about sleep, and we I know we've talked touched on this before, the power nap. Is 15 yeah. minutes okay, or should you try to sleep longer, or... Uh, sometimes maybe is is napping good for everybody should everybody try to sneak in a nap if they could and and again in the middle of a hectic day uh you know the everyone said well you know but then i'm thinking well it's 15 minutes like a power yeah. a, a gimmick a good, or it's a good question um so we know that there are five sleep cycles that we need to get through in a night and so what that equates to is 35 in a week and we know that like stage four and five are our deepest sleep cycles mm -hmm. when we are secreting the hormones that help us to recover. So that's when we're repairing and we're making testosterone and getting stronger. So the only way to get better for the next day is to take care of those recovery issues. Otherwise, you can go as hard as you can, but if, if you're toast the next day because you didn't sleep, you didn't secrete those hormones at night. So we know that they, you know, are at their peak at hour six, seven, and eight of, of, of a night. Wow. So if you're only getting five or six hours of sleep, you're not really getting to... You're just those, starting that recovery yeah, process. Yeah. And then so you, that's when, yeah, a, a longer nap would help. And it doesn't pick up when you go to bed the next night it in hour one. It's like, okay, yeah, it, it does an hour six, so boom, there we go. It doesn't. And so, as you know, when we travel on the road, we take off to the next city after the game, right. it may not be getting in till one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. Sometimes you have to clear customs too. Yeah, so it's not you know as glamorous as some people might think. <laughs> um, and, and it's a toll on the body. And so I know Coach Blaschel pays attention to that with practice times and really trying to maximize their, their, their restful time asleep. Um, I know that the guys have become really strategic at hacking their hotel rooms and so they know that they need to turn the temperature down in the hotel room to like 66 degrees or lower mm -hmm. because the cooler the room the more you can get into those deep sleep cycles right right and they also look to block any lights uh, so they'll put maybe bubble gum over the um the, the smoke detector light. Um, oh, so, really? so covering it up so there's no lights. We know just a pinpoint small amount of light in a hotel room can cause havoc with the melatonin and can, um, you know, it, wow. it, it can wreck their, their good night's sleep. Other things that they have uh, incorporated into their routines are the Epsom salt soaks. So we know that magnesium in the Epsom salts so like it's, can help. Like, it's I calming. Can, yeah, I can remember, you know, like my parents are Epsom salts yep. and soaking their feet mostly. But, yep, you know, but, but that's so for the calming. Epsom uh, uh, baths too yep, or the complete baths? baths yep, or? yep. So they'll, um, you know, I know Pete Van Zandt has delivered <laughs> little packets of Epsom salts uh, to, the, to the rooms for the guys and has taken care of wow. making sure that the ones who have difficulty sleeping, um, many of them use various types of teas like valerian or chamomile, lavender tea. Um, and again, those just kind of set you up to, to take you out of that high stress. They're always in that fight or flight mode, the sympathetic 
par nervous system. Right, and, right, and going right. from that to the rest and digest, well, the I mean, parasympathetic. You know, they play for keeps. I mean, yeah, this they, is really highly so competitive sport. It is. Uh, some of them use sleep apps, like um, Calm is one that's really popular. I think, um, again, LeBron uses Calm and likes to listen to rain on the leaves um, at night. <laughs> um, some of them use um, Headspace. Um, many he here at um, Little Caesars Arena, we have the uh, luxury of having saunas and mm -hmm. cryotherapy and the cold tubs. Russ offers acupuncture. Our chiropractor, Dr. Gray, he does spinal manipulation, soft tissue. So we really work as a team to concentrate on what are the recovery benefits that we can you know, provide that help them get a better night's sleep. When you look at, um, now the Red Wings are on the road, we're doing this on Thursday, although we're probably going to air it this coming weekend on the 22nd of December, uh, be, as I said, episode 89 of the Red and White Authority. You're not on this trip, and this was a long one. It was a three-game, yeah. six-day event. Yeah. Uh, do you, who is you, I guess, when you're not there? Yeah, so that's a great question. So what I do on the road if I travel with the team is if we are playing back-to-backs, then the amount of time that we have to recover in order to turn around and play the next day becomes crucial. Right, right. right. Oh, yeah. And so usually the guys will go to the plane and eat on the plane, and we have a full meal on the plane. Yeah, it's, it's but delicious. like when we were in Boston... We had a long bus ride to the airport, right. and then we were playing Montreal the next day. Yeah. So what we did is we, we cater uh, to the arena so that we can speed up the recovery time. So we know that there's this physiologic window where it's optimal to provide recovery food. And so like you said, you see them come out, they're, yeah. they're immediately grabbing their drinks. Mike Kadar is making awesome shakes protein recovery shakes, right. and then we have usually a cold-pressed juice that has over four pounds of vegetables, um, so they're getting an unbelievable amount of micronutrients in the cold-pressed juice, and then they'll get a bowl. So I would say my second superpower for being a dietitian <laughs> would be going to all these different cities and finding somebody who will deliver to an arena mm -hmm. and deliver food that is just pure wonderful ingredients. So devoid of artificial colorings, artificial flavorings. So I, I like to look, Mike Kadar and I look together, we, we try to find power bowls where it's a base of maybe quinoa and there's sweet potatoes and avocados. And so they're going to get a bowl, maybe it's only 600 or 800 calories, but they're going to get it within the hour of finishing right. that game. And then when we get to the plane, they'll have another meal. Yeah, except for like Danny DeKaiser, who can eat five or six yeah. pizzas after a game. Right. I mean, the heat, right. It's amazing. I told yeah. him whatever you His have engine, in your, know. you know, in your body, if you could bottle that, people, you know, you'd be a zillionaire. You'd only yeah. be playing hockey for fun, you know, for not sure. for, for, for profession. For sure. It's fun to fuel these guys. A lot of the Olympic development players, because mm -hmm. they're 17 and 18-year-olds, they're the same thing. They just cannot eat enough. So they're at 8,000, 9,000, 10,000 calories wow, and just cannot gain weight. Really? Wow. I mean, Danny, Danny's like that. I mean, I, I am amazed yeah. when I see him you know, when he's in his shorts and his Red Wing yeah. t-shirt walking around, How and I'm thinking, he is. my, he he's is so as lean. lean, as thin as I've ever seen, you know, a professional athlete. It's not that, I mean, he's got, he's toned, he has muscle, yeah. Yeah. but that's about it. It's bone and muscle. I mean, he I've is. never really, his mass body index or whatever that yeah. thing is called. The body mass index, <laughs> BMI, yep. Yeah, yeah. He has lean. to be like zero, right? He is, you know, but he's, uh, again, he's somebody who is really dialed in and appreciates his ectomorph body type um, that he has. So he's been given this genetic predisposition to being extraordinarily lean, mm -hmm. and he knows that his engine runs high and he needs extra fuel. And so he's always looking for, you know, the extra avocado, the packet of almond butter to put on a banana, a handful of nuts. So however he can get a little more calories throughout mm -hmm. the day, he's doing that. Now, is there an opposite of that? There's a couple players, yeah. and I won't name them more. <laughs> Let's just say they're thick. 
<laughs> so, 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 you know, you look at them and you can tell, you go, wow, whoa, that dude's yep. pretty big. But they are, you... but they know it and, and they pay attention to it as well. I think in the off season, you will see so many of them, you know, playing with different off season strategies to take some of the thickness off, if you will. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice term, thickness. <laughs> uh, uh, so let's, uh, let's get into uh, um, some of the good habits and good healthy habits that, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, I, again, you know, like I, I know that, you know, in my own family, when we have the dinners and all that kind of stuff, there's, uh, uh, I'm sure it's not good for you, but it's a Greek thing that my mother always yeah. made, bestizio, yeah. and I call it like Greek lasagna, but yeah. it doesn't, it's not tomato based at all, and uh you know, I, I like the macaroni salad or whatever, and, and then I bake these baked beans that are, you know, like have hot dogs, cheese, bacon in them. I mean, you know, it's just a full, it's a, and onions. Uh, but, you know, and so I guess we all have those kind of foods, I guess is what I'm leading mm -hmm. to. Should we just stop making them all together and blow off tradition? <laughs> or, is, again, is it moderation? Or is there some substitutes, maybe, if you like a certain thing, like instead of having cheesy potatoes, why don't you think a good kale salad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think at Christmas, uh, you don't get invited when you bring the kale salad. Except uh, to your house, I mean, right? I don't know. I, I, I'm Polish uh, background, and so my mom is sauerkraut and kielbasa. Oh, yeah, I love that stuff. Pierogies, so we have all the traditional oh, uh, Polish food. But I'm, I'm bringing the salads. <laughs> Nobody's eating them. <laughs> but they're there, right? They're there. At least, at least yeah. you can look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. I, so I would say, you know, habits are really important. And during Christmas and New Year's, they're, they're different than throughout the whole year, right? And so if you look at your choices that you make each day, how, how do they build up over time? And so if you look at what your body mass index is, how much do you weigh, that really does reflect what your dietary patterns are, what, what your intake is. Um, if you look at your level of fitness, can, you know, can you climb upstairs? That kind of reflects how much physical activity you do. So for our elite hockey players, we measure something called VO2 max. So we know what their lung capacity is and their fitness. We measure respiratory quotient, um, which tells us when they burn fat versus carbohydrates. And um, the more fit you are, the more you are able to mobilize free fatty acids for fuel really? instead of needing to type into tap into your glycogen stores. So again, our, our habits kind of reflect who we are. And so whether it's fitness testing, our weight, um, for me, um, I would say my biggest downside is my cleaning habits at home. So the dust bunnies in the corner at the end of the day are not my priority. So if I need to take care of one of the athletes, the dust bunnies are going to go. But that's a reflection of my, my habit there, right? So everybody has these different habits. But you do have a clean house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> most of the time. It's a little cluttered. Yeah. Uh, but so when you look at so does a player come to you now or at certain points, but especially this time of year, mm -hmm and say, like Dylan, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to eat my mother's sh sugar yeah. cookies. Joe Hicketts is going to have the loofah mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. I know it's not loofah, but what, you know, his, his, his traditional family thing, which he puts in butter or powdered sugar. Yeah. Uh, will they come to you, or do you get a lot of guilt tripping at, after the season is over, uh, where they say, you know, Lisa, yeah, uh, you know, I just gorged on, you know, angel food cake yeah. with whipped cream and you know caramel sauce or whatever at this level if they are doing that they're not telling me and i i would have to honestly say that i don't think that they are because um, you there would be a, a noticeable change know, in they, their they energy wanna, level or there would um they they don't like to feel bad and i think that's true for everybody listening you know you you tend to make changes when you don't feel good or a doctor has told you that you have a new diagnosis of heart disease, that's when maybe the light bulb goes on. So people can go along in their days, day after day with their habits, and until something happens where, oh geez, now I have lower back pain, 
and it really hurts, um, then that spurs change. For our players, they, they have such great habits. Um, I, you know, I'm sure they're indulging and enjoying and the good things in life as mm -hmm. well, but they want to feel great. They want to be able to recover. If you look at how Dylan's been playing, he's, he's so dialed in and he's yeah, he so passionate, is. right? He, he wants to be the best that he can be. So my guess is that their Christmas looks very different than the majority of the population. I'm sure he is out there, you know, playing football or soccer, or, you know, something active where he's not just sitting on the couch all day. Right. Chances are in that three-day break, which would be the 24th, 25th, and 26th, they're yep. going to travel to Pittsburgh yep. Tuesday morning to play a two, or uh, I mean uh, the 27th morning to play the game that night. Uh, yeah, that they're they're doing something physically active yep. as well, and I'm sure Dylan's out on the the the, the rink over there at Lakeland, you know, the Lakeland Ice Arena. Yep. Yep. Um, now, with that said, there's a couple of new guys on the team, and mm -hmm. uh, there's always transition. Mm -hmm. I mean, Vanek's been here before, yep. but Bernier's never been here before. Um, you look at uh, you know uh, Chalowski, who mm -hmm. is uh, who's a 20 year old rookie, and then Michael Rasmussen, whom I always call the most serious 19 year old on earth. Uh, do you notice that these kids come in already with a preconceived plan of what they want to do? Do you have to re-educate them? Or is it different than, let's say, like when Jimmy Howard or somebody came in who's a, you know, uh, or Cromwell, well, mm -hmm. you know, let's be honest, I can remember times after Red Wing games where there were like, you know, pizzas in the room, right, you know, right. a lot of pizza. And yep. I remember visiting teams each carrying out yep. their own pizza. Yep. So, I mean. And we have visiting teams who come in and they want our pizza. Right. No, I know they do. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. I figure, well, that's, you know. So, you know, the, the Little Caesars pizza is very popular. Yes. Um, we just have to be strategic for when we provide that. Right. So if we're playing the next day, then pizza is unfortunately not the best recovery food for playing the next day. Mm -hmm. But if we have two days off or a day off, then we may insert pizza into the regimen. And so we work really closely with our flight crew um, for the same thing on the road. When, when we visit certain cities, it's fun to get things that we can't get here, like In-N-Out Burger. But if we're playing back-to-backs, then in-N-Out Burger isn't going to be, you know, right. the, the best thing for us to get. Right. Well, you know, I remember, I think it might have been in Ottawa, or it was maybe it was Bob, was one of the trips that we were on. And I remember you were on your cell phone and looking and, and frantically calling a restaurant because the travel plans were altered. Yeah. Uh, the, I don't. I don't think it happens that often. But how difficult is it for you to find places, especially, you know, they play at night most of the time. Mm -hmm. You know, now all of a sudden, woo, we're going to spend another night in this city. I didn't plan on it. That means we're not going to the plane where right. there is food. Right. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's super important to have these relationships. So each team has a version of me, and so we have a network where we can call each other and say, who's your go-to? Please help me. This is a crisis. We need to feed the team. And, um, you know, fortunately, we've been successful in being able to get really amazing food. Um, so I've been to a, a lot of the, the cities, and I would say that our, our biggest um, win post game is getting the food into the stadium because there's now the bomb dogs and oh, right, right. some of the stadiums are just so difficult to approach and so just getting a delivery into the stadium so that we can feed the players is really crucial. Right, I would say if it were back in the olden days the bomb dogs would probably attack the food. Today yeah. it's probably like oh well, Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> no, no. Uh, kale's just not my cheese. No, 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 I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm good. I'm good. Let it in. Yeah, let it in. Let it in. You know, no harm here. Yeah, but <laughs> but when we traveled at Thanksgiving, um, we had a special dinner um, at the hotel because it was Thanksgiving night. And then we were playing Washington and uh, had to have the meal brought in to the arena because we were then playing at home the next day. And so getting the food delivered is just 
unbelievably complicated. Um, so many of the cities, they use third-party delivery services. And so, I, again, I'm becoming more adept at negotiating that. And I always look for the restaurants that have Red Wing fans. So when you, you know like you're going to have a great meal when the person taking the order is a Red Wing fan. And they're so excited to come in and deliver. <laughs> so they're not tinkering with the food. Right, right. It's they're like, so happy to yeah, help it's, us. It's, it's one of these things. Well, four Red Wings have left the... Uh, you yeah. left the bench during the second period. Right, I wonder what's right. going on. Food poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You know. Yeah. They, they'll eventually return, yeah. but it may take a while. Yeah. yeah. That, well, that's actually good. To, good to know. Yeah. All right. So, you know, good habits. Yeah. This is the time of year. Uh, do uh, well. Let me ask you about like a Rasmussen or Cholo. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you do you monitor them, or are they pretty good, or do they ask you questions? They. You know, I I would say. Um, the, the best lesson that they see is the consistency in what we provide. Right. So the consistency here that Chef Bill makes for us and Leslie and Reggie. Um, so what we provide here at the arena and then what Lori orders on the airplane and then what we get on the road. So they see what a training table truly should look like and what it includes. I would say for the most part, our training table is... 90% there. There's a few choices on there that I still cringe a little bit about. Um, one example is our European guys really like um, the white sauce, the Alfredo sauce with their pasta. And I can't seem to find a recipe that will... I, I've, I've worked with the chefs at different hotels where we make it out of cauliflower, but the guys can detect that it's not oh, yeah. the real Alfredo sauce. So, so really, so, so I've tried white sauce, cream-based sauce. Yeah, no, you, on game day, it's not the best choice um, because again, that cream can um, impair the blood distribution to the muscles. So, but they they've learned to just use a little bit and mix it with their red sauce. Um, but it's 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 funny. I I think. Um, Jonathan Erickson really enjoys Bernays sauce, and so oh, that's a delicious sauce. Yeah, so in Sweden, the you know, and we have so many Swedes on our team, they really enjoy that, and he couldn't find one here in Michigan, so he created his own. Oh, really? And it's called Lives, and after his daughter's name, and so he sells it, and so. We do have his Bernays sauce in our locker area, so the chef does use it. We use it in moderation, but it's it's important to understand the cultural differences with our, our Russian guys, our Swedish guys, and what they like to eat because so many times we just go through the motions thinking that the training table is one size fits all, but it's not. And so I've really come to appreciate what the cultural variety is. Who's the toughest nationality to get on board? I mean, I think we would all assume it would obviously be the Americans because we're obese nations. So uh, I think you're right. Is, is yeah. it true? I mean, it's like, yeah. it's like hey, the man, European, I live in a free country. I'm going to yeah. eat whatever I want. Outside of those white sauces, the Euros are amazing. Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Americans, you still got to try to yeah. sell, sell it to the to, yeah. to the old red, white, yeah. blue guys, huh? Uh, although when they visit like a Taco Bell, they're just not telling me. So yeah. really, yeah. So how about now? Can, okay, Canadians. I know a lot of Canadians are Red Wing mm -hmm. fans that listen to this podcast. Similar, or can you tell a difference between an American and Canadian eating habit? Similar. Because poutines can't be yeah. good for you, no. right? It might be delicious, yeah. but it can't. yeah, not on game day. Yeah, no. yeah, <laughs> really. So, so Rasmussen's got to quit eating the poutine on game day, huh? <laughs> I don't know if he does. I'm he does gonna... not. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's not provided. No, it's like... Yeah, <laughs> it's never on our training table. <laughs> oh, oh well. So I would expect, like, if you had the normal fan <clears throat> mm -hmm. goes and looks at the Red Wing training table, yeah. and it's like, here's all the riches. Pick what you want. Yep. The three or four items that you look at that you're not crazy about. You say it's 90% there. So that 10%, that would probably be what the normal fan would go for, right? Probably. So, yeah, <laughs> the other thing, and it's just a cultural thing with hockey that I don't understand, but ice cream is kind of hardwired into most teams. And whenever I travel on the road, I love to talk with the chefs 
to learn about what other teams are doing because right, I want right. to know like what you know what are we missing and what what are the craziest things that you see and so often the chefs at the hotels do report that it is a hockey tradition that you have ice cream at the pregame meal and really? I can tell you that almost none of the guys take it um, there might be a couple who take a couple of spoonfuls Danny DeKaiser might be one of them well, he can't. Which, yeah you know that's fine take a yeah. Court. yeah so it's just um, something that I guess maybe is rooted in tradition and really? maybe more for the coaches and um, the training team the the staff than well, it is for the players I know that in the media lounge uh, the soft ice cream machine yeah. is very, very popular. Yeah, same thing. And is soft ice cream better than... Uh... It depends. It's No, not necessarily. It's so high in sugar, the, the soft ice cream. Um, I, I think that whenever you can prevent a blood sugar spike, uh, you're doing your body a favor, yeah, right? Yeah, and I so, definitely know. I know that. Yeah, so what we look to do is to make sure that there are plenty of choices on our training table that will keep blood sugar nice and stable. So there's a sweet spot in sport, kind of the holy grail, is not to allow that spike to happen. Because when you spike, you secrete insulin. And when you secrete insulin, you turn fat burning off. And when you turn fat burning off, it means you're going to go through your glycogen stores. So the more that the guys can mobilize free fatty acids for fuel, the longer their glycogen stores are going to last, which will give them more energy in the third period than all of those overtime situations that we have found ourselves in. Right. Oh, yeah, certainly. Yeah. And, you know, the league is so close right now. Yep. It seems that a lot of games are going into an into overtime, if not a shootout. So, so, uh, so fueling is critical. Right. They, oh, they yeah. They have to have the legs to skate in overtime. Now, overtime, if the game is tied, they don't really get a break in between periods. I mean, they kind of, they surf, resurface the yep. ice. Is there something immediate that they might have on the bench? I don't want we you do. to give away secrets. Yeah, it's do. something you, you make sure that, they, that they're taking, like yep. whether it's an orange slice or whatever. Yep, I think a lot of teams kind of use the same go-tos. Um, we, we certainly use bananas with peanut butter. Um, that's mm. a really easy, like a third of a banana. That's like the um, Elvis so, Presley yeah, love those su things. super easy. There's something called a honey stinger waffle that's quick to digest and gives you instant fuel. There's these shot blocks and gels. Um, our guys really like a product called UCAN, which is a super starch, which keeps your blood sugar nice and steady. Um, so that that's something that a lot of them will take a few bites of, um, or or the drinks because the drinks are so easy on the stomach. So are you constantly making drinks? I mean, it seems like so, you're always. So Mike, Mike Kadar is constantly making the drinks. Um, he he has everybody's special recipe down and so he knows what they prefer and what makes them feel great because every athlete is different right and so sweat rates vary so we know that the the amount that somebody loses in an hour can be as high as 1500 milliliters or it can be um, 700 milliliters and the amount of sodium so th they're losing so much in their sweat right and so I think we joked about uh, Jimmy he lost 14 pounds in an hour 14 wow. pounds in an hour of fluid but he's not a super salty sweater so so when you ask the question about the different drinks they are individualized based on the athlete's physiologic needs. So if somebody's a cramper, we, we're making sure that they're getting the right electrolyte mix. We have a lot of different products that give us different amounts of potassium or um, sodium or magnesium or chloride. Right. I know, obviously, if you're sweating, you're, you can dehydrate yourself, yep. obviously, because you're losing fluid, as you said. Is one sweater better than the other? I mean, because you're right, Jimmy does sweat an awful yep. lot, but the guys that sweat that sweat salt, they always have that like white line, yeah, you know, yeah. like a, a borders between where yeah. the sweat ends and, you know, it's it's rather their clothing. Yep. I mean, if you had to be one kind of sweater, should you be a salt sweater or no? No. no. So, so Gus Nyquist and uh, Darren Helm are, are salty guys. Um, <laughs> 
Jimmy Jimmy is not. And if he was a salty sweater, oh, I can't imagine how how we could support it because 14 pounds in one hour. That's incredible. It is, but his sodium concentration losses are lower, so it's it that's really uh, we're grateful for that because that'd be tough to to manage. But there's there's some really nice specialty products that are um, very high in sodium. Um, there's one that was made for astronauts in in NASA really? that, that we use called the Right Stuff. Um, that gives us a really nice sodium bicarbonate that can help with the crampers. Yep. Wow. So, because uh, I'm a salt sweater, I can know because, like, you know, when I, when I actually do do physical activity mm -hmm. and I'm wearing a hat or or something, I can see it. You know, and you can tell what baseball <laughs> player. A lot of them, you can tell the guys that wear their hat. You can see the whiteness. Yeah. Um, so that would be so if they're sweating like that, mm -hmm. and they know they are. If they're sweating a lot, then 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 Gus or Darren would would pick up one of these products yep. probably during the course of the game or in between periods yep. and take it. Yep, they know what they need. Um, huh. Many of them will also use that pregame snack as an opportunity to take in a soup. So most teams on the road and here, um, we offer a, a soup. And so soups are often saltier, and it, that's intentional. So mm -hmm. we provide two choices of soups so that they can get extra sodium before the game, and then that coupled with the chia seeds allows them to set themselves up better for maintaining their hydration. Now, you know, I, I don't want to delve into the guy's real personal life or their medical history, but Max Domi is, I think he's a type 1 diabetic and actually has a pump that I think he might even wear during the game. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Yep. Those kind of situations like that, how... Um, is that more, not that you you don't know your stuff, is that more like going to be monitored by the team doctors and physicians, or do they bring you in and you kind of develop a plan together if something like, you know, yeah. guy, whatever the, you know, the, the uh, malady might be? Yep, I've worked with a lot of elite athletes who are type 1 diabetics who wear insulin pumps who also have continuous glucose monitors. Uh -huh. And they, they really do understand their physiology and, and can read what they need um, in real time uh, for replacing carbohydrates. So Dr. Colucci and Dr. Plagans are, are two main team physicians. They're part of um, the leadership um, for looking out right. for those problems. We do measure different lab levels um, for example, hemoglobin A1C, which is called a glycosylated hemoglobin, it gives you a measure of blood sugar over time, and then we measure fasting blood sugar. So we can look at players to see if somebody is falling outside of the norm, so we can understand if there's an issue with their metabolic um, efficiency or their insulin sensitivity, if they're resistant to making insulin. So we are we are definitely looking at all of those metabolic parameters. Wow, yeah. So many yep. times if their performance falls off, they think it's more work or they need something, yeah. and they don't realize that, you know, just through the natural age process or hereditary or something, yeah. your body's changing. You might need to mm -hmm. kind of reevaluate, you know, your whole lifestyle kind yes. of thing, you know. So I, I would say I have an unhealthy amount of memory for uh, all the guys' labs. <laughs> I can tell you who's, you know, who's got the great blood sugars, the great testosterone, the vitamin Ds, and... Um, you know, we, we look at these uh, preseason and then throughout the season and make sure that we are, you know, collaborating as a team, all of, all of us, um, and talking to each other um, to really optimize what their genetic potential is. So if we see somebody is struggling with something as simple as like B vitamins, mm -hmm. well, B vitamins make energy. We, you can't have a low B12. We, right. we got to fix that. Right. And so if we have a guy who's vegan, which AA was vegan for a while, then we know we, we need to give him extra B vitamins. So we'd like to be a food first organization for sure and not use supplements. When we do use supplements, we'll only use the NSF certified for sport because they're tested for over 250 banned substances. Yeah, and we want to keep our guys safe. Yeah, I, you, you talk about vegan, and I remember last year I asked you, and I think you actually wrote uh, a, an article about this, uh, 
about blood type. I told yeah. you that I was O negative, which yeah. is the universal donor. Yeah. And I read this study that said that I should eat red meat, you know, that each blood type, there's a specific food yeah. that they should have. Well, you, you know, Boulder Dash, you know, you were like poppycock on that and you actually wrote an article. Yeah. So... Again, I yeah. mean, I, I guess, you so, know. So it's different meat. what you're saying. Blood type versus the, the lab results. Right. Looking at all the different micronutrients and just good measures of health. They're, they're different. So there's really not evidence-based research on your blood type and how you should eat. But there's definitely evidence connecting results in your blood. For example, if you have uh, an elite hockey player with a low testosterone or a very high cortisol, which is a measure of stress, or low vitamin D, which could set them up for a bone fracture, or high, what we call creatine kinase, which is a muscle damage marker for um, not recovering uh, well enough, then, then we want to pay attention to those and make sure that we're correcting any deficiencies. We don't want our guys to be too low in iron, but we also don't want them to be too high in iron. Right. We know that that's not good either. And so I think what we do as a team, again, we all collaborate and look at the results, and we try to pick what we need uh, as a formulary for our team. And things that we have available are things like vitamin D in the omega-3s. So we use something called brain armor for wow. DHA to, to help with concussion prevention and things like that. Wow, that's that's interesting. Let's uh, let's bring it around now. It's uh, New Year's is going to yep. be here before we know it. 2019, so long to 2018. Guys want good habits. They want resolutions. Uh, do guys make resolutions for you? And maybe you can help our audience out. And, you know, like Lisa, I, I promise, no Alfredo sauce in yeah. 2019. And <laughs> no, I haven't heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> you see they have a jar in their locker that yeah. they're just uh, tossing it down. What about uh, maybe some good realistic goals if somebody really wants to change their lifestyle? Yeah. And we know it's difficult. You know, depending on your age, you've probably been doing a lot of the same stuff, you know, since you were a child. Yep. Yep. What, what, what suggestions so, do you so, offer? So it's funny because I talked with some of our players about their New Year's resolutions, letting them know that we were talking about this on the podcast. <laughs> and some of them were, were really funny. And uh, um, examples, um, Justin Abdelkader, he has a new baby. So him and Julie have a, a new baby boy, Jackson. And he said that he's really paying attention to his sleep. So having a newborn right. in the house, just making <laughs> he sure. doesn't get any. Yeah, just making sure that that's a priority in the new year. He's somebody who his habits are, are just so perfectly dialed in. And he's um, still into the cold-pressed juices? Yeah, he does the juices, and he's always on the hunt for the micronutrients. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm really committed to trying to get the food into the arena that has the most dense amount of phytonutrients. So, for example, there's a microgreens grower in Detroit who I went and visited her hoop houses, right. and she's growing, like, micro broccoli and arugula and um, sunflower seeds and beets, just th these beautiful greens. We know that the, right. these little microgreens, they're tender. They're just like baby plants, but they're so high in things like sulforaphane, and um, not only do they protect us from disease in the future and help with longevity, they have been connected with helping fuel sport. So the guys are interested in knowing what are some of these superfoods and how can we just put them on our training table. You know, you mix micro broccoli greens into our salad, they don't even know they're there. Or you right, throw them right. a smoothie, they don't even know they're there. And they're so high in sulforaphane, and they're they're awesome for them. So Justin is somebody who's always looking at what you know. What should we be doing? You know what what can we add? <laughs> um, Howie is another. So um, and Jimmy's answer to this one was, you know, he recognizes that he's getting older. You know, we've got eighteen year olds on the team, so he he realizes that as he gets older that recovery is so crucial for him. And so him and his wife, Rachel, they're, again, very 
you know, choosing very targeted foods um, for recovery, and that's something that he's really paying attention to. You don't think Jimmy's one of those guys that's, that's going to Five Guys and getting the triple cheeseburger? I mean, I think if he's in net the next day, he is not doing that. I've seen him. But maybe him. once a month? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. You know, and then some of the guys, you know, they, they talk about their traditions back home. So Evgeny Svechnikov, um, he said that in Russia, when when he was a kid, they, they would often think about New Year's resolutions, but not, not lately. And he said, but it, it has caused him to take a mindful moment to think about what can he do in the new year to be even better. Really? He trains so hard. He's so committed yeah, to he's got, he's you know, coming back. He's a little back. bad luck here. Yeah, yeah, so committed to coming back from his knee injury, and he's training so hard. So that, that's it just caused him to, to, to think about it. And it's funny because Russia, they're trying to hardwire these healthy behaviors into the country. And I, I know I saw that there's... Um, a government plan to decrease obesity by requiring those patrons who want to get a free train ticket ride in Russia, they have to do 30 squats. So oh, it actually wow. counts your squats, and then you can get a, a free ticket on a train. <laughs> so they want to try to get ahead of the obesity crisis by making their citizens do physical activity. So that's kind of funny. Yeah, it is kind of um, funny. It's kind of, I wonder how that would work in this country. It would be like, you know, you get flipped off and the guy would go in his car, screw 30 squats, yeah. you want a free train ride. Right, right. And then, and then the last one I'll mention is just Darren Helm. His, his is funny. So he's, he's so intellectual and he wants to um, relearn how to solve the Rubik's Cube. That's one of his. Really? <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's done it before and then he's forgotten and now he wants to, to relearn. And then how to tie a double Windsor knot. Oh, is that, that's a, for a tie, right? <laughs> I guess so. And then how to, how to live in a household with his three beautiful daughters and wife. So he has no testosterone in the house. So he, he wants to learn, you know, from the women in his life. Oh, he so, wants to learn from the women in his life or regain his masculinity. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I, I think, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a blessing for sure to have those three beautiful girls. Um, so uh, now... Do you have a, a resolution, or is it just you? You know, finding the healthiest place that caters to an arena in every NHL yeah. city. Um, that that one is just my job. I, I would say, from a resolution perspective, I'm really fascinated by the the work of Dan Butner from the Blue Zones, where he looks at populations around the world who live to a hundred and beyond, and he looks at the behaviors that people have in common um, to, to live to 100. Mm -hmm. And so it's not only are they living, but what is the quality in their years. And, you know, some of those include um, surrounding yourself with a good social connection and being part of the community and having a really strong purpose in like, life. Like maybe volunteering, volunteering. or doing something and that... so I was fortunate to be part of um, the the night that we had at Myers where the guys um, were, were Chris, Christmas shopping for the children's hospital and giving back. And you can see, you know, they're, they're volunteering their time to do that or they go into the community to promote physical activity or reading. Uh, so having a strong purpose. Um, I'm, I'm part of a program that's called Nobody Dies Alone because um, I also work in a hospital. And so giving back and then just surrounding myself with, with people wow. who have you know, similar habits. And so when, when you look at, like, do you want to be at a good body weight? Do you want to have good physical activity? If your best friend runs with you or she does burpees with you, then then you know that um, you're you're with the right people, right? right and so right. If, if you're with somebody who always wants to go to the donut shop, it's going to be harder to be successful. Right. Wow. That, you know, I, I'll tell you, this year I started... Uh, and I didn't think because my phone's so weird, I never know if I fill something out on an application, but I started volunteering at the Detroit Institute of Arts. And it sounds strange, but I, I'm in gallery services and I walk around each hour. It's a three-hour volunteer thing. And you go to a different gallery or different parts of the museum. And over the summer, uh, I used to do it like on Friday and Saturday because they had this Star Wars exhibit that went on Saturday and once the season started, I'm, I can't very much, I can't do it hardly at all. 
but I can tell you just going there and walking around and maybe being surrounded by the artwork and helping people out who have questions or whatever. I mean, I'm certainly not <laughs> commenting on, yeah, Vinnie Van Gogh, yeah, he was a good artist. I mean, not that kind of stuff, but you're kind of right. When you're doing something maybe outside your norm a little bit too, it's, you know, I kind of miss it, you know, like, I, I mean, I was there a couple of weeks ago, I finally, after a, a two-month absence, I remember it's like, I walked into the you know, one guy, like, hey, I missed you guys, you know, and then helping people out, I mean, I think that that is really something that maybe we don't equate with good physical fitness or mental health, just being there for someone and yeah. helping somebody, you yeah. know? I mean, that's uh, I, I that's really great. important. It is. And, you know, they say that we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with. So if you think about who is in your life and, and um, you know, what joy those relationships bring, I think it's really important to um, be mindful of the blessings that we have in, in the family. You know, we joked last year about... The people around the table might change from year to year. I, I personally got rear-ended in a car accident yesterday oh that pushed gosh. me into another car ahead of me. And it's like, how resilient are you to be able to, um, you know, just recover from, from things that are traumatic in your life and then to give back um, and be truly part of the community? And I feel so blessed to be part of the Red Wing community because philanthropy and giving back is is so hardwired into our identity and there's so many opportunities to participate in that wow no so you know you didn't wake up no whiplash or wrench no, okay. shoulder or no, I, I have a truck thank goodness oh good oh, yeah, well, so, so the truck was okay uh, i hate to see the other car yeah. get rear-ended yeah. but uh, uh well that's <laughs> well i'm glad you're certainly i'm glad you're okay so here we are the normal fan is listening to this and saying wow this is fascinating stuff lisa I appreciate it. You're so informative. I love it. Uh, you know, uh, I, I know that, you know, as soon as the Red Wings draft these guys and they go to their first development camp, you're right there for mm -hmm. them to get them on the, you know, the path to good health. Um, what can I do? Is there something, do you have like a, a few pointers or something that for me during this holiday season, I know I, you know, I know moderation, yep. but once Uncle Joe comes in with uh, pizza subs and, yep. you know, the meatballs, you know, that's out the window. So maybe I, for the new year or, yep. or what can I do to maybe get back on a better path? So I would say um, that the key things that we know have the most research behind them is to really try to avoid the processed junk food. So to hardwire your house so that the healthy choices are there. So if you love purple grapes, um, you know, have them available in your house instead of having potato chips. So, you know, what you bring in your house is what you're going to end up eating when right, you're hungry. Right, so, so really look at your supply chain. Um, be conscious of what you're choosing. Look for more colorful plants, right? So the, the rainbow, eating Eat the rainbow. Eat the rainbow, yeah. Well, that, Avoiding, that, that is, yeah. was the theme of last yeah. year. Avoid the processed junk food as much as you can. Look for things like maybe pistachios or popcorn, th things that really aren't quite as offensive as the hydrogenated oils. And then look for more high-fiber foods. Really look at what can you add to your plate. So if, if you're dividing your plate in half and half is colorful fruits and vegetables, how can you really fill up? If you have a big crown of broccoli, that's going to like physiologically fill up the anatomy of your stomach where you're not going to be able to eat 17 scoops of ice cream. So, mm. so really look at... Again, our, you keep saying like the moderation, but right. it is important. I don't feel like you have to deprive yourself of everything, but if you make great choices, try to keep the sugar content down, so more high-fiber foods, so you have a good glycemic index, so you're not spiking your blood sugar. And then, you know, enjoying, just enjoying life, um, playing cards with friends, going, going for a run in the park, um, surrounding yourself with a good social connection, having a good tribe around you so, <laughs> so you like the people that you're with. And then um, I think the last thing that um, maybe some people don't maybe think of is how many hours in the day are you eating and drinking? And there's a lot of research that shows that modified intermittent fasting or at least paying attention to when you stop eating is so critical. So Americans are so conditioned that we need breakfast, lunch, dinner, and three snacks. And so we might be eating from 6 a.m. till 10 p.m. and not really taking a lot of time off. We know that when we stop that cycle and maybe we only eat from 
10 a.m. till 6 p.m., that taking a good amount of time off of food allows our own body to clean up like what we call the cellular debris. It's, it's a process called autophagy, where we're, we're making our mitochondria more efficient and getting rid of the junky stuff in our cells, which in then turns our own stem cell production on. And so we, we recover even better. So I don't think that you know, we necessarily need to be eating so many hours in the day. And there's so many different food messages thrown our way. It's, it's, it's tempting and it's hard. Right. You know, I always remember, I don't know, this was several years ago now, might even be more than that. It could be decades for all I can remember. But that there was a, a kind of a fad where I had a lot of friends that did not eat after 8 p.m. Yeah. Just did not eat. Right. And that's okay. That's not weird. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how we should all be. Right. Now. Yeah. There's no benefit, you know, unless you're an Olympic uh, development hockey player who's trying to put muscle mass on, right. that's different. Right. But you and I, we don't need to eat at 10 o'clock at night. Right. It's so watch, moderation, watch what you eat. Yeah. Exercise would be good. And exercise could be anything from just walking, right? Yeah, I mean, and I'm glad you said that. So if you do imbibe in you know, extra glasses of wine or the extra pumpkin pie, then go for a walk, right? Like that's such an easy, simple thing to do or play flag football um, or do the wall sits to wash dishes or play ping pong, all the different challenges that families do, you know, just get up and do something. Right. But, but be, just be, take the dog or chase the cats. Like right. You said. Yeah. Chase the cats or <laughs> walk the dog or yeah. figure it out. You know, um, I think last year, I guess my resolution, I wanted to eat the rainbow, yep. but I was eating Skittles. Yep. So that's, it is the rainbow, but that's not the, that's not the right rainbow. And you know that. But, it, but they taste so good. <laughs> but, but you know that. But, 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 that. Talk about a sugar rush. That has to be all sugar. It is all sugar. And, <laughs> and I bet as you approach 2019, that if you gave yourself the option to add certain things like blueberries and purple grapes, and that, that you might come to enjoy those. So we crave feeling good. Um, so like you, you alluded to, we, we do cold-pressed juices post-game because they feel amazing after drinking four pounds of greens. So they, it may not taste phenomenal, but they, they crave feeling good. And so you will crave feeling amazing. Wow, that's, that's great. I yeah. mean, that's, uh, that's interesting. Now, one final question, and I don't know if you can help out on this. A lot of people that want to change their lifestyle, and I, this is actually a serious question. Okay. <laughs> I'm not asking you about, you know. I'm ready for you. <laughs> anytime anybody eats uh, a pound of fruitcake, does an angel get its wings? I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to go there this year. Maybe I will, but okay. no. uh, I know we have to wrap it up. So I, I, I'm kind of curious uh, from the standpoint, people say, you know, I want to eat healthy, but everything seems so expensive. Mm -hmm. And then when you look at the dollar menu at fast food places, it's, you know, I mean that. And people, you know, economic times, depending on where you, you, you know, where you're at in your yeah. life or economically, you know, is it, it just seems sometimes to be way expensive to eat well. Yep. Is, is I, I that think, true? Or? I think that's an extremely fair statement to make. And this is where we need to do better as a society. And is the demand, we vote with our fork. Mm -hmm. So every time we buy food, the industry responds. So now we see that there's no growth hormone in the, the milks because right. consumers don't want it. Right. Consumers don't want hormones added to their meats. So now you see the big box stores like Costco selling organic meat and chicken that doesn't have that added. So it's right. easier to eat healthier. So I, I feel like the, the behaviors are moving the industry and the industry is fueled by profit. So if some of the, the bigger industries see that the consumer demand is for these healthier options, you, you can't go to the store now without seeing, like, chia seeds being added to things. Right, you know, it's right, so right, interesting right, right. that they, they're responding. But I would say the easiest way to allow yourself to get the healthier food would be to shop at the stores like the Myers and the Costco's that have large purchasing power. Yeah, buy in yep. bulk. And then, you know, if you have a big container of spinach or grapes or frozen blueberries 
then you can, you know, divvy those out to your family members and really get the rainbow without it being so expensive. But it requires planning, and a lot of times Americans are short on, on right. time. Right. And so the planning is an issue. So now you start to see these home delivery boxes. I, you know, I think many of them are very expensive. Right, and if, right. if you maybe do it for a couple of weeks and see how to do it, then and that then can teach you how right. to do your own planning. That's a good idea. You know, like for training camp for the guys, great example, we do the overnight oats. And I would make, you know, 30 of them or 50 of them. And every, you know, so we would have them every day. But it's just meal prepping. And mm -hmm. it, it takes a little bit of thought and time. But it's not, they, they ended up being like a dollar ten each. So oh, it, wow. it can be done. It's just... How do you connect with local markets? So the local farmers markets, when they're in season, often have really great prices. Um, I'm part of um, the CSA program, which is a community share of agriculture. So at St. Joseph Mercy Hospital, we have a farm, and we can get a bag of produce oh, a week. Wow. And it's phenomenal. And it's fresh. It's picked that day. It's organic. Um, so, so really kind of looking at the local scene and then, looking at some of these bigger discount stores um, to buy in bulk and then thinking about your family. Right. Well, you know, I mean, obviously, um, there's no, like, there's an elixir, but it's an elixir that you have to kind of cultivate yourself in, yeah. in a way. You really have to yeah. have to work. Um, yeah. I'm looking at the, the whole big picture, it seems like from a year ago when we did this to now, it seems like, Things are changing a little bit. Mm -hmm. People see, you know, you can tell even on food labels and some of the some yeah. of the news and things. So I, I I would imagine that's encouraging. But is there any way that you can do something over the holiday season that probably isn't good for you because you're indulging in something that you know might spike your blood sugar or you know be too fatty or whatever? But an angel does get its wings. Yes, is, for is, sure. is I would say if if you really only drink eggnog at Christmas, then enjoy your eggnog and let the angel get her wings. <laughs> oh, okay, no, I said an angel gets its wings, and I I think what now I thought angels were kind of like uh, okay. Ken Ken and Barbie. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, so, so for for sure, enjoy it. But then maybe think about taking the dogs for an extra, you know, walk to the park or or getting that game of ping pong on, um, right? And and just get moving a little bit to to help negate the calories, right? Yeah, and and and, that, and that's fun to do too. You know, mm -hmm. nothing like a nice brisk walk yeah. in the winter, really. Yeah. If if it's it can't be below zero, but you know, you you know, you 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 put on the right clothes and all that, and yeah. you're you're feeling pretty good, yeah. Lisa. I wish we could go on. Thank you. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, you know, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. I know I see you all the time, so uh, but I do appreciate you taking time, especially because you you know you came down to Little Caesars today to do this with me, and you were here before me. So well, thank you for inviting me. It's such a pleasure to talk with you, and I wish you and all the listeners a very happy holiday.